Hello, and welcome to With a Grain of Salt. I'm Jenny. And I'm Cindy. We're two college undergrads still trying to navigate our way through life. Now that we've experienced a little more, we want to give you some of the advice we wish we could have heard along the way. We're no experts, though, so we want you to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Be your own person, and don't be afraid to question what we say. But we hope that we can still sprinkle in some of our own experiences to help guide your journey. Welcome back to With a Grain of Salt. So today, me and Jenny are going to be talking about quarantine life. So obviously, this is a lifestyle that all of us have gotten very familiar with over the past few months. Not even a few months. It's been a crazy long time. But honestly, with quarantine, I've lost track of time. Yeah, it's really weird thinking about how long this pandemic has been and how long we spent in quarantine that it almost feels like normal life now. Like, I can't imagine going out without grabbing my mask and seeing people walk into the stores without it makes me kind of go, because it's normal at this point for you to have a mask on as you should because we're in a pandemic. I think that my experience during quarantine has been a lot more positive than negative, surprisingly, but I also want to acknowledge that this pandemic has hit a lot of people really hard and that both Cindy and I have been a lot more privileged in our situation regarding our families and our living situations. So we've been really fortunate in that we can have a more positive experience without having to worry about financial stress or family health concerns the way that I know that a lot of other communities have. Yeah, I agree with that 1000%. I can definitely acknowledge alongside Jenny that I'm in a position of privilege when it comes to this pandemic. And so later in this episode, when we kind of talk about maybe negative feelings or experiences that we've had, we definitely still have in mind that we're very lucky to be in the position that we're in. And we wouldn't take anything for granted, but we might delve a little bit more into both the positive and the negative experiences we've had throughout this quarantine lifestyle. Yeah, that faithful day, Friday the 13th of March, that was the day that our school got canceled. And mind you, both Cindy and I were in our senior year of high school. So it was a lot more heartbreaking too, because we weren't able to experience our senior year. But I do appreciate all the effort that all these organizations put into making like graduation videos to the class of 2020 because they felt so bad for us. Honestly, in hindsight now, I remember like right when senior year ended, I was really upset because I was like, dang, second semester senior year is supposed to be the best part. That's when everyone gets their college acceptances and then you can just chill out because you know what you're doing and just go have fun with your friends up until summer and then have like a crazy senior summer break because that's basically the last summer you'll have where you don't have any obligations to internships or resume building or finding a job or whatnot. Going into quarantine, honestly, I don't know if this is how Jenny felt, but I remember when I first heard about it, I was right in the middle of my school's musical production. And so we had spent probably eight months putting that together. Right after we finished our first performance, we got news that school would be canceled for the next two weeks. I remember other people were excited because they were like, wow, a two week break. And then we get to come back to school and then we get spring break. Oh my gosh, like, thank goodness, like schoolwork was piling up. And part of me was thankful because I was like, okay, schoolwork was getting really overwhelming in conjunction to all the other outside activities I had to do, including that musical. And so I was like, okay, great, a break, but also, I was kind of a little bit heartbroken because I was like, we worked eight months on this and then it was just cut off right at the end. But obviously I got over it within the next few days. But even then, when people were excited about not being at school, I was kind of confused because for me, I really like school in the sense that I get to see people and see my teachers in my classes and interact with my classmates and stuff. And the schoolwork was the not fun part to me. So when we're sent home, the schoolwork's all we have left. I don't get to see my friends. So I'm like, wow, they really took away the one good part of school. 
I honestly had a different reaction than most people when school was announced that it was canceled. I think my reaction was also a little bit more positive because I was going in with the mindset that, oh yeah, school will only be canceled for a couple of weeks and then everything will go back to normal. Little did we know that was not happening. But when school was announced that it was canceled and that it would be online, I was kind of happy because I knew that the workload online would be a lot less intense. And especially with senioritis, by that point in March, my motivation to do my schoolwork had already dropped immensely. So when it was announced online, I was like, huh, okay, kind of matches my level of motivation right now. But I think that another reason for why I felt more positive about the lockdown and quarantine was that looking back at my high school experience, don't think I had the most solid friendships in high school. So I experienced a lot of FOMO. So when senior year happened, I knew that I would see all these friend groups hanging out in senior year with their friends and their friend group. While I knew that I didn't have a friend group, I was more just friends with people from different friend groups. So when senior year was canceled, I was honestly a little relieved because I felt that, oh, okay, so now I won't be the only one that's feeling left out anymore, which sounds really terrible, but that is like the mindset that I had when senior year was canceled. I kind of get where that comes from, just because if you see people partying now, you're not like, oh man, I'm not at that party. You're like, wow, okay, good thing I'm not going to go there and catch coronavirus. Like the mindset has definitely flipped for big group activities. And honestly, the worst of the like negative experiences, I guess, or like the feelings I had during quarantine wasn't even when school ended. I guess it was more towards summer because you feel like you had all that open space and time to be doing things. And then suddenly it's all just like swept away. Now you just have to spend it by yourself in your house. I guess school being canceled was upsetting for me, but I feel even worse having all this free time that was supposed to be spent hanging out with friends and being in big groups and doing fun things and traveling was all just kind of taken away. And obviously, stemming back to what we said at the beginning, I know that isn't the biggest issue in the world. That's a little first world teenage girl problem. But for me, that's probably where my negative feelings towards quarantine stem from. But also because of that, I had a lot of time to self-reflect and learn a lot of new things. So in the end, I do think it was for the best. But obviously, there were those thoughts of, oh, what could I have been doing? I think We were all experiencing that at some point, like an initial positive reaction to quarantine. And then as summer came and the pandemic wasn't getting any better in the United States, that's when I had a lot of sadder moments during quarantine. Because for like the past couple of years in high school, I had actually thought that, okay, so for my senior year, I want to go back and basically spend the whole two months in China because my family is basically all in China and it's been at least five years since I've gone back. And at this point, like, I just really did want to reconnect with my family and my grandparents and stay with them for a longer period of time because I've been saying that I would do that for years now. And senior summer would have been the most prime opportunity to do that. And it was lost because of COVID. So that was a little bit more heartbreaking, but you know, it is what it is. I feel like a lot of those sadder moments definitely came from how a lot of people our age now are just constantly so busy you know either we're at some sort of extracurricular activity or we're hanging out with friends or we're doing schoolwork. like we don't really have time to just sit down and think by ourselves because by the time we have time to do that we're exhausted we just want to go to sleep or we want to like spend that free time kind of catching up on stuff that we miss on our phones or something and so once 
being on Netflix and being on your phone kind of burns out because you've been doing it for like weeks straight by yourself at home and you have no other responsibilities to attend to, you do have more time to just kind of sit down and think to yourself. And I think honestly, that's where some of those sadder moments came from. I don't know for you, but for probably for me too, where I'm like, oh shoot, now I just have to be stuck with me and my brain and my thoughts. But also I think that's definitely healthy. And I think me not having been able to do that beforehand maybe wasn't the greatest because I couldn't always be doing mental check-ins with myself. That's something I think I gained from quarantine, which might've started out as feeling like a negative, but ended up being kind of a positive thing. So I guess if you take anything away from that, always make sure to take a second to pause and reflect on how you're doing. And if it's not good, how do I want to fix that? Or even if you don't want to fix it, at least take some time to relax and take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's literally a global pandemic. Please be forgiving of yourself. I've seen a lot of posts on social media about weight gain or more depression during quarantine. And that's so valid. And let yourself feel those feelings. And also be forgiving of yourself because it's literally a global pandemic. Like, The fact that you've gotten through this already proves how strong you are. That's so true. I feel like I saw a lot of pressure on social media during quarantine where everyone was like, I'm going to work out and get my dream body, which I'm like, that's awesome that you're finding this new motivation to work out. But also some people, I think once they kind of lost that steam and like didn't end up maybe reaching a certain goal that they wanted to, they got really upset with themselves because they were like, oh, I had all this time during quarantine to get better and I didn't and I kind of had that mindset a little bit too I was like I had all this free time no obligations and I still couldn't bring myself to exercise and bring myself to where I wanted to be I think what Jenny said is extremely important where you just have to be really forgiving of yourself you know these are completely new unprecedented standards like when have you ever been in a global pandemic before this I think just being appreciative of the fact that your body is just healthy especially when so many people are struggling in that aspect is very important and not to be taken for granted. That feeling of, oh, I should have done this during quarantine or I could have done this when I had the time is definitely a feeling that I've experienced a lot. I told myself at the beginning of quarantine that I'm going to gain so many new skills. Like I'm going to learn how to use Photoshop. (laughs) I at one point thought I was going to teach myself how to code. And some people have been really successful with that. At the end of the day, I was like, this is really painful to do, especially by myself without a proper teacher or without classmates to help each other through it. So I just decided to be a bit more forgiving of myself. And I actually just spent a lot more time watching Chinese dramas with my mom, which was honestly a kind of a cute turn for it to go. I completely agree with the fact that you don't have to be constantly learning crazy new skills or like Jenny said, like learning how to code or doing all these, what you would think are practical things in your head. Just because I think if you're forcing yourself to do something that you don't really want to do, it still is, in my opinion, kind of a waste of time. And the thing is, once you do find that thing that you're passionate about and you push yourself too hard to keep doing it, even when you don't want to, you're inevitably going to burn out and no one wants to do that, you know? No one wants to deal with burning out on something that you used to really like. Just kind of do things that you're comfortable with, do things that you like, and take a break when you need. I think that's really solid advice just in general. Like, if you're passionate about it, it shows. So I would say just keep trying to do what you're passionate about, which is something that I am still learning to do. I should be taking my own advice because sometimes I think about, oh, maybe I should do this because it looks good on a resume. But I'm trying to focus more on doing things that you like because life is too short to do things that you don't like. I think that we just kind of as a society now always put this pressure on ourselves 
to be like, oh, if I try this thing and I like it, but I don't end up being good at it, I just need to stop doing it. Or like, I need to throw it away and find something else I'm good at. But like, if you like painting and someone else tells you it looks like crap, just ignore it and just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? I know that's super cheesy, but I think it is important to just stick to what you like and not give it, (laughs) I was going to say a bad word, (laughs) not care what other people think. True, true, true. I hope that you've been able to pick up some new hobbies during quarantine, like baking or something like that, or just like art. Because I think it's just good for the for the brain, for the mental health, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know that I definitely just spent a lot of my time doing some form of art my entire quarantine. And I feel like during high school, I always thought, oh, I'm just trying to be the artsy or like the performing arts kid just to have a personality. Like, I don't actually care about these things. And then quarantine hit and there was literally no one for me to attend to except for myself. And I still would be like, all right, let's paint this thing till 5 a.m. Like, let's draw this random thing. Like, let's do this makeup look. And I was like, oh, I guess I do like art. (laughs) That was definitely one huge way that I coped during quarantine. Is there any little things that you did to cope during quarantine and kind of deal with all the feelings of being like oh what do I do now yeah I definitely had that point in time where I was just I didn't do anything for like three weeks except for just lay in bed and watch tv and go on social media I literally googled one day because it got so bad I was like am I depressed I just like googled that (laughs) and I was like oh okay then just please check in with your mental health and I fully believe in therapy for everyone because you should always just have somebody that you can talk to and vent to about your life But anyways, I digress. Ways that I cope during quarantine. I think that I was really lucky in that I still had a job during quarantine, which gave me a bit more routine than I think a lot of other people had. And for me personally, routine just really kept me in check and gave me a bit more structure to my day rather than just sleeping through until noon and then going to bed at 5 a.m., which is definitely valid if you did that. That just wasn't necessarily the healthiest thing for me to do personally. Knowing that I had my job, I was able to tell myself to go to bed at a certain time and then I would go into work. I'm honestly not quite sure what I would do during the afternoon from like the time of 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. I think I would probably just watch a lot of TV. And then at night, I would also have the routine of watching some new episode of some new Chinese drama with my mom. So then having that thing to start the day off and then that nightcap with my mom helped me cope, I think, a lot. Oh, that's super nice that that routine kind of gave you some structure. I think that's definitely something I was missing too with school being done, the lack of routine. And I don't know why that affected me so much in quarantine more so than it has, I guess, with other summers, because it's not like I've never experienced not being in school for long periods of time and not having that structure. But I guess it was also just missing that freedom to go out and do whatever I want. Another way that I kind of coped with that It's going to sound really strange, but honestly, it did help me a lot of the time. I don't really do it anymore because I'm just like, this is kind of weird. But I would take out my phone and like on Snapchat, I would just like vlog myself and just like say everything I was thinking and literally have like 30 different videos from like one night just like saved to like my Snapchat memories. And then sometimes I would just go back and watch them just to see what I was thinking. And I don't even know if I was saying good advice in those videos. Honestly, it was just kind of all me rambling. But sometimes it would just be helpful, if not just entertaining, to look back and see what I was thinking on those days. And sometimes I would give my quote unquote future self advice 
and be like, Cindy, it's okay. Like, just don't think too deeply into things. Like nothing really matters that much. So just do whatever you want. Vlogging to myself on Snapchat. I know it sounds really weird, but I've told my other friends about this and they told me that they kind of started doing it. And they're like, wait, a low key does help. Cause I guess it's like a form of journaling, but that really helped me during quarantine. So I feel any way of just getting all those thoughts out of your head and putting them somewhere else so they're not just all eating away at your brain is definitely very helpful whether that's just like in your notes or in a journal or on your snapchat memories camera oh my gosh that's such great advice maybe I should start doing that yeah it's honestly like a little mini podcast for myself if anything (laughs) because sometimes when it comes to journaling and writing or typing my thoughts I get a little bit too in my head of like how I want to articulate it but if I'm just talking I'm like okay whatever, like this can go wherever I want it to be and ramble all over the place. And I don't have to just look at this wall of words and go back and read it and be like, what? So that was my personal benefit of doing the Snapchat videos. A lot of that in quarantine, I'm sure all of you guys and Jenny had to do that too. And so from that, I feel like I learned a lot of things about myself and also just a lot of things about how I view the world or I guess the way that I've changed the way I view things or view life and all that if that's not too deep and philosophical. I don't know how much growth I had during quarantine. Maybe if I look back in the next few months, I'll be able to recognize it. But I do know that I gained a lot of knowledge about the world, or at least I became a lot more informed about issues in our society than I was before quarantine. I'm sure that if you're from the U.S. or even if you're not from the United States, you're aware of how Black Lives Matter has become an extremely relevant and important issue in the United States today. And I will admit that before 2020, I was woefully ignorant on issues such as police brutality and systemic and institutional racism. So that's definitely something that I've become a lot more educated about. One thing I have noticed with a lot of the social media activism happening and just a lot of people our age trying to step in and help, I think it's amazing that we've garnered all this momentum towards these kinds of topics. And I think that we should keep pushing and keep actively working to dismantle these broken systems and to fight for better change. I think change does start from a smaller circle just because that will have a butterfly effect that will cause the big change that a lot of people, not just teenagers, but I guess anyone who's kind of working in that field is wanting to see that immense pressure to change everything in the world and fix everything is going to cause an inevitable burnout. Basically, that was just a really long-winded way of saying stay aware, stay educated, but also conserve your energy and funnel it towards things that you think are really important and that you're really passionate about in your community and watch that trickle out and butterfly into other things in the world. I know that people can get super passionate about an issue and really go hard and advocate for it for a long period of time, but they can definitely experience burnout if you don't necessarily see the results that you want as quickly as you want it. And to keep going for that long can create a lot of fatigue. So definitely I would agree with Cindy and starting with a small community and taking it step by step, because I also think that a lot of the times you can have the most influence locally than say, if you were to tackle something on the national level, if you were able to elect a certain official to your local position that aligned with your political beliefs more than the incumbent had. That's already one step towards creating change. I think that's a really good point. I just really don't want what I said to get misconstrued as like, don't care about bigger issues or don't be aware of all issues across the board. But yeah, I think Jenny made a really good example of starting local and putting your impact there and then watching it move on to higher levels and echo out into bigger issues. 
And I just want to reiterate that both Cindy and I are still learning. We're still trying to learn more about what we can do to help create the change that we want to see. I also want to encourage you to do that. Keep staying informed and don't get complacent because I know that I was extremely complacent about the experiences of the Black community and BI, POC people, and low-income communities. So since then, I've been doing my best to stay more up-to-date on the news than I have in the past and to be more aware of what goes on in the world. That was kind of a huge part of both of the growth and learning that we had in quarantine. I know I also had a lot of more introspective moments, if that makes sense. I don't know if you experienced that, Jenny, but reflecting on how you view your life and how you view the people around you. I know that sounds super vague and also a little bit corny. Okay, I guess if I just say the things that I took away, it might make a little bit more sense. I really just reevaluated how to be present and not just be so worrisome of the future or so mournful of the past. I would be like, oh, I wish I could be in school. I wish I could be in my classes or interacting with my favorite teachers or in rehearsal. But I just know that if I was actually in class in rehearsal, I wouldn't be like, wow, I'm so happy to be here. Even though quarantine did kind of feel like, "Uh, like I'm stuck at home. I had to be like, okay, no, Cindy, you're not going to spend more time complaining about where you are now. Because after quarantine's over, I bet you're going to be like, wow, I wish I had free time. I wish I could just sit on my phone and have no responsibility. So I was like, okay, I just really need to appreciate this time now, even if it feels like it sucks so that's one thing I feel like I took away is just being completely present and also just appreciative of what you have around you because it literally could never be the same in a year if you had told me March of 2019 that I was going to be at home the next year sitting at home because of a global pandemic I would have never believed you Yeah, I think those are important lessons that I learned as well. I also just learned that spending time with my family is like pretty okay too. I think like in the past sometimes I had that typical like angsty teen mindset of, oh, I don't want to spend any time at home. If I can go out, I'm going to go out. Spending time with my parents in quarantine, I think has been a lot more positive than I would have anticipated. Getting to solidify that bond with my parents, especially before college, was something that I really cherished. Because I also remember thinking in January and February and March that when I go to college, it'll be so long before I get to see my parents again or my dog again. So I really tried to spend these last few months in quarantine appreciating my time with my dog and my parents before I actually move across the country to go to college in California. I think having that extra time really is valuable to me as well, just because of what I mentioned earlier of being appreciative of what you have. And I guess not just your parents, but also the people around you. You never know when you're going to see them again, even if you think you're sure that you're going to have them for a while in your life. You know, life is crazy and turbulent being appreciative of the people in your life in that very moment and treating it as if it's your last, even if that sounds dark and constantly reminding people how much you care about them, how much you love them, because you just never know what's going to happen next. And I don't want that to put any scary or like dreadful thoughts into anyone's minds. I don't think you should go into everything being like, oh my gosh, someone's not going to be here the next day. But I think more the fact of just being wary that time is limited with people and that you should be appreciative all the time that you get. Just cherish the time you have with somebody and express how much you love them. Because you also don't know if that could turn someone's day into one of the most positive ones or if they were having a bad day. And that helps to lift their spirits too. And I think that I personally tend to show my gratitude towards people during special days like Friendsgiving or Valentine's Day or their birthdays or Christmas. But I think you should be able to express that to someone all year round. And I think this pandemic and quarantine has definitely reinstilled that for me. 
we should just be appreciative of everything that we have, you know, appreciative of the people around us, the life we have, the circumstances we've been given. I've learned a lot from quarantine and I definitely had some of my ups and downs, but overall, I'm thankful for the things that I've learned. Although I do think it's horrible that a lot of lives were lost unnecessarily. And if I could reverse that with the snap of my fingers, I would 100%. But my quarantine life has yielded a lot of good and a lot of bad. In the long run, I've learned a lot of things and I think I've grown a lot as a person. Definitely, this pandemic has taken too much from too many people. If we're going to look at it with the glass half full, I do think I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned how to be more mindful. I hope that from this episode, you can take away this idea that we're all still learning, we're all still growing and cherish the people that are around you, but also cherish yourself and take some time for yourself. Even during the pandemic, like taking time for yourself to be reflective is really important so that you can stay healthy and continue growing as a person as well. I love that she said cherish yourself because I think a point that I missed a lot when I said appreciate people, you were one of those people. So be sure to take time to appreciate yourself as well. Appreciate your body, appreciate what it does for you to keep you functioning and alive. Yeah, we just really hope that you enjoyed this episode and we hope you can stick around for future ones. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rate and review. You can also find us at With a Grain of Salt Podcast on Instagram for more updates and go to withagrainofsaltpodcast.com for show notes. If you have any questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, or you just want to say hi, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or email us at contact at withagrainofsaltpodcast.com. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. We're always down to have a conversation to help make our podcast better for you. But before you go, we want to remind you to take everything we say with a grain of salt because no one knows you better than you do. Stay awesome and we'll see you next time.